The Adventures of Mr. Mocker by Thornton W. Burgess. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 21 Bobby Coon Has a Busy Day. Bobby Coon had left old Mr. Buzzard sitting on his favorite dead tree. Every few minutes, old Mr. Buzzard would chuckle. <laughs> Brer Coon is right smart, and I reckon Unc Billy Possum is gwine to get a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> yes, sir, I reckon he is, said old Mr. Buzzard. Then he chuckled and chuckled as he spread his broad wings and said, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I better be up in the blue, blue sky, where I can look right down and see all the fun. In the meantime, Bobby Coon was hurrying back and forth across the green meadows and through the green forest, calling on all the little people who lived there. He whispered a few words in the ear of one and then hurried on to whisper to the next one. When Bobby would first begin to whisper, the one to whom he was whispering would shake his head and look as if he didn't believe a word of what Bobby was saying. Then Bobby would point to old Mr. Buzzard, sailing round and round high up in the blue, blue sky where everybody could see him, and whisper some more. When he got through, he always carried away with him a promise that just what he had asked should be done. Bobby Coon had thought of a plan to turn the joke on Unc Billy Possum, and this was why he was hurrying back and forth, whispering in the ears of everyone who lived on the green meadows and in the green forest. That is, everybody excepting Unc Billy Possum and his family. It was the busiest day that Bobby Coon could remember. It was the very next morning that Unc Billy Possum was trotting along the crooked little path down the hill. He was just starting out on his daily round of calls, and he was grinning as only Unc Billy Possum can grin. My name is Billy Possum, and my home's a hollow tree. By day or night I wander forth. It's all the same to me. I fill my stomach with an egg, or sometimes it is fish. In fact, I always helps myself to anything I wish. But my name is Billy Possum, and my other name is Smart. To catch your Uncle Billy, you must make an early start. Unc Billy was singing this to himself as he trotted along the crooked little path, and all the time he was thinking of the great joke that he and his old friend Mr. Mocker from way down south were playing on the little people of the green meadows and the green forest. This morning he was on his way to call first on Johnny Chuck. Halfway down the hill he met Bobby Coon. Unc Billy stopped and held out one hand as he said, Good morning, Briar Coon. How do you all do this fine morning? Bobby Coon walked right past as if he didn't see Unc Billy at all. He didn't even look at him. What's the matter with you this morning, Briar Coon? shouted Unc Billy. Bobby Coon kept right on without so much as turning his head. Unc Billy watched him, and there was a puzzled look on Unc Billy's face. Must be that Briar Coon has something powerful important on his mind, muttered Unc Billy as he started on. 
Pretty soon he met Jimmy Skunk, who had always been one of Unc Billy's best friends. Jimmy was looking under every stick and stone for beetles for his breakfast. "'Good morning, neighbor Skunk,' said Unc Billy in his heartiest voice. Jimmy Skunk, who never hurries, kept right on pulling over sticks and stones, just as if he didn't see or hear Unc Billy at all. In fact, when he pulled over one stone, he dropped it right on Unc Billy's tail, and didn't seem to hear Unc Billy's ouch as he pulled his tail from under the stone. Jimmy just went right on about his business. Unc Billy sat down and scratched his head. His face had lost the cheerful grin with which he had started out. Pretty soon he started on, but every few minutes he would stop and scratch his head thoughtfully. He didn't know what to make of Bobby Coon and Jimmy Skunk. He was so surprised that he hadn't known whether to be angry or not. I must find out what Briar Chuck knows about it, thought Unc Billy as he trotted on. End of chapter 21 Chapter 22 Unc Billy Possum Sees Many Backs Unc Billy Possum was very sober as he hurried down the lone little path to Johnny Chuck's house. He was very sober indeed, and that is very unusual for Unc Billy Possum. It was very plain to see that something was bothering him. Johnny Chuck was sitting on his doorstep when Unc Billy Possum came in sight, trotting down the lone little path. As soon as Johnny saw him, he turned his back squarely towards Unc Billy and pretended to be very much interested in something way off in the other direction. Unc Billy came to a stop about two feet behind Johnny Chuck. Ahem, said Unc Billy. Johnny Chuck sat there without moving, just as if he hadn't heard. "'It's a fine morning,' said Unc Billy in his pleasantest voice. Instead of replying, Johnny Chuck suddenly kicked up his heels and disappeared inside his house. Unc Billy scratched his head with one hand and then with the other, and all the time his face grew more and more puzzled-looking. After a while he started on. Pretty soon he came to where Danny Meadow Mouse was playing all by himself. He didn't know that Unc Billy was about until Unc Billy said, Good morning, Br'er Meadow Mouse. Now Danny had always been delighted to see Unc Billy Possum and to have a chat with him whenever Unc Billy would stop. But this morning, no sooner did Danny hear Unc Billy's voice than he turned his back to Unc Billy. This was more than Unc Billy could stand. He reached out to take Danny Meadow Mouse by the ear to turn him around, but somehow Danny must have guessed what Unc Billy meant to do, for without a word he ducked out of sight under the long grass, and hunt as he would Unc Billy couldn't find him. So Unc Billy Possum gave it up and went on down to the Smiling Pool. There Little Joe Otter and Billy Mink and Jerry Muskrat were at play, they saw Unc Billy coming, and when he reached the bank of the Smiling Pool, there sat the three little scamps on the big rock, but all he could see was their backs. "'Hello, y'alls!' shouted Unc Billy. Splash! All three had dived into the Smiling Pool, and though Unc Billy waited and waited, he didn't see one of them again. 
even grandfather frog turned his back to him and seemed very deaf that morning though unc billy tried and tried to make him hear all day long wherever he went unc billy saw only the backs of his friends and none of them seemed to see him at all so he went home to his hollow tree in the green forest early that day to try and study out what it all meant End of chapter 22 Chapter 23 Unc Billy Possum Consults Old Mr. Buzzard Old Mr. Buzzard has very sharp eyes. Nobody has sharper eyes than he. Swinging round and round and round and round in great circles way up in the blue, blue sky, so high that sometimes he looks like nothing but a little speck he looks down and sees everything going on in the green meadows and a great deal that goes on in the green forest there is very little that old mr buzzard misses so all the day that unc billy possum had been tramping over the green meadows and through the green forest and finding everybody's back turned to him old mr buzzard had been watching and laughing fit to kill himself you see he knew all about Bobby Coon's visit to all the little meadow and forest people, and how Bobby had whispered in the ear of each that Unc Billy Possum was partly to blame for all the trouble they had had lately. Old Mr. Buzzard watched Unc Billy go home and sit down with his chin in his hands and study and study, just as if he had something on his mind. By and by, Unc Billy looked up in the sky where old Mr. Buzzard was sailing round and round. Then Unc Billy hopped up mighty spry. I reckon Unc Billy lows he'll make me a visit, said old Mr. Buzzard with a chuckle as he slid down, down out of the sky to the tall dead tree in the green forest, which is his favorite roosting place. He hadn't been there long when Unc Billy Possum came shuffling along, just as if he was out walking for his health. Howdy, Mr. Buzzard. I certainly hope you all feel right smart, said Unc Billy. Old Mr. Buzzard's eyes twinkled as he replied, I feel right pert, Brer Possum, thank you. I hope you'll feel the same. You'll look like nothing ever bothers you. Unc Billy grinned, but at the same time he looked a little foolish as he said, That's right, Mr. Buzzard, that's right. Nothing ever does bother me. And all the time he was wondering however he should ask for old Mr. Buzzard's advice and not let him know that something really was bothering him a great deal. I watched you take a long walk this morning, Br'er Possum, said old Mr. Buzzard. Did you indeed? You have keen eyes, Mr. Buzzard, replied Unc Billy. I saw you meet a lot of your friends. It's fine to have a lot of friends, isn't it, Br'er Possum? said old Mr. Buzzard. Unc Billy looked at old Mr. Buzzard sharply. He wondered if Mr. Buzzard had noticed that all those friends had turned their backs on Unc Billy that morning. But old Mr. Buzzard looked as sober and solemn as a judge. All at once, old Mr. Buzzard hopped up and turned around so that all Unc Billy could see of him was his back. Unc Billy stared, and for a minute he couldn't find his tongue. 
Then he heard a noise that sounded very much like a chuckle. In a few minutes it was a laugh. Finally Unc' Billy began to laugh, too. <laughs> You'll take my advice and bring my old friend Mark out of his hiding place and introduce him to the green meadows and the green forest said old Mr. Buzzard. Unc' Billy shook his head doubtfully. He was afraid that they might not forgive the tricks that Mr. Mocker had played on them, and then, of course, he couldn't stay in the green forest. So Unc' Billy scratched his head and thought and thought of how he could get Mr. Mocker out of the trouble he had gotten him into. Finally he went home and told all his troubles to old Mrs. Possum and asked her advice, as he should have done in the first place. Serves y'all right. It certainly does serve y'all right, grunted Mrs. Possum, who was so busy looking after her eight lively babies that she had little time for fooling. I knows it. It certainly does, replied Unc Billy meekly. Mischief always trots ahead of grim old Mr. Trouble. They look and act enough alike to be each other's double. Whoever fools with mischief's going to wake up some day or other and find that trouble's just the same as mischief's own twin brother. Unc Billy Possum listened to this just as if he had never heard it before and nodded his head as if he agreed with every word of it. Old Mrs. Possum grumbled and scolded, but all the time she was thinking, and Unc Billy knew that she was. Finally, she finished sweeping the doorsteps and looked thoughtfully at Unc Billy. Why don't you give a party for Mr. Mockingbird? she inquired. The very thing, cried Unc Billy, and like a flashback came his old-time grin. End of chapter 23 Chapter 24 Unc Billy Possum Gives a Party Unc Billy Possum's party was the greatest event in the green forest since the famous surprise party which Peter Rabbit gave when Unc Billy's family arrived from way down in Old Virginia. At first, Unc Billy had been afraid that no one would come. You see, he had been the cause of a lot of the trouble on the green meadows and in the green forest, and he knew that now all the little meadow and forest people had found him out. So he didn't dare send the invitations around by the merry little breezes of old Mother West Wind, for fear that no one would pay any heed to them. Of course, that meant that Unc Billy must take them around himself. My, but that was hard work. It was the hardest work that Unc Billy had ever done in all his life, for you know Unc Billy is happy-go-lucky and takes things easy. But getting those invitations around, well, as Unc Billy said, he liked to wore holes plumb through the soles of my feet before he got all of them delivered. It took him two whole days. In the first place, there were so many to see, and then it was such hard work to deliver the invitations, because when his old friends saw him, they would promptly turn their backs to him and pretend they didn't see him at all. 
Then Unc' Billy would take off his hat and make a sweeping bow, just as if the one he was talking to was facing instead of back to him, and he would say, I beg your pardon, deed I do, for all the trouble I've caused you, and hopes that I may surely choke, if it was meant for more than a joke. So please forgive old Uncle Bill, and show your friendship for him still, by taking this as an invite to join me next Monday night, round my famous hollow tree, and help me to full Mary B, and also meet a friend of mine. I'm sure you's bound to like him fine. Then Unc' Billy would make another low bow and hurry on to the next one. Of course, he couldn't tell whether or not anyone would accept the invitation, but he went right on with his plans, just as if he expected everybody to be there. And when the time came, sure enough, everybody was there. Even Sammy Jay, to whom Unc' Billy had sent a special invitation by old Mr. Buzzard, Mr. Buzzard had found Sammy Jay in the faraway old pasture, and Sammy had moved back to the green forest that very day. Such a good time as everybody did have. There were heaps and heaps of good things to eat. They danced and played hide-and-seek. Finally, Unc. Billy climbed up on a stump. He was dressed in his finest suit, and he wore his broadest grin. Everybody crowded around to hear what Unc Billy was about to say. My friends and neighbors, said Unc Billy, I have a great surprise for y'alls. Then he stepped down and everybody began to wonder and to guess what the surprise could be. End of chapter 24 Chapter 25 Unc Billy Possum's Surprise Everybody was asking everybody else what the surprise could be, which Unc Billy had said he had for them. After he had made his speech, he had scurried out of sight, and no one could find him. Just about that time, Billy Mink remembered that the party had been given to meet a friend of Unc Billy Possum, but no friend had appeared. Billy Mink spoke of the matter to Little Joe Otter, and Little Joe Otter spoke of the matter to Jerry Muskrat, and Jerry Muskrat spoke of the matter to Sammy Jay, and right while he was speaking there came a shrill scream of, Thief! 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 from a thick hemlock tree nearby, and the voice was just like the voice of Sammy Jay. Sammy Jay became greatly excited. There, he cried. You heard that when you was standing right in front of me and talking to me, Jerry Muskrat. You know that I wasn't making a sound. I told you that I hadn't been screaming in the night, and this proves it. Jerry Muskrat looked as if he couldn't believe his own ears. Just then, the voice of Sticky Toes, the tree toad, began to croak. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. The voice seemed to come out of that very same hemlock tree. Everybody noticed it and looked up at the tree, and while they were all trying to see Sticky Toes, something dropped plop right into their midst. It was Sticky Toes himself, and he had dropped from another tree altogether. You hear it? He shrieked, dancing up and down. He was so angry. You hear it? 
It isn't me, is it? That's my voice, yet it isn't mine, because I'm right here. How can I be here and over there, too? Tell me that. No one could tell him, and Sticky Toes continued to scold and sputter and swell himself up with anger. But everybody forgot Sticky Toes when they heard the voice of Blacky the Crow calling, from the very same hemlock tree. Now, no one knew that Blacky the Crow had come to the party, for Blacky never goes abroad at night. Come, come out, Blacky! They all shouted, but no Blacky appeared. Instead, out of that magic hemlock tree poured a beautiful song, so beautiful that when it ended, everybody clapped their hands. After that, there was a perfect flood of music, as if all the singers of the green forest and the green meadows were in that hemlock tree. There was the song of Mr. Redwing, and the song of Jenny Wren, and the sweet notes of Carol the Meadowlark, and the beautiful happy song of Little Friend the Song Sparrow. No one had ever heard anything like it, and when it ended every one shouted for more. Even Sticky Toes the Tree Toad forgot his ill temper. Instead of more music, out from the hemlock tree flew a stranger. He was about the size of Sammy Jay and wore a modest gray suit with white trimmings. He flew over to a tall stump in the moonlight, and no sooner had he alighted than up beside him scrambled Unc Billy Possum. Unc Billy wore his broadest grin my friends of the green forest and the green meadows i want you alls to know my friend mr mockingbird who has come up from my old home way down in old virginia he has the most wonderful voice in all the world and when he wants to he can make it sound just like the voice of any one of y'alls weans is right sorry for the trouble weans have made it was all a joke and now we ask your pardon my friend mr maka would like to stay here and live if y'alls is willin said unc billy end of chapter twenty five chapter twenty six mr mocker makes himself at home at first when the little meadow and forest people were asked to pardon the tricks that mr mocker and unc billy possum had played a few were inclined not to while they were talking the matter over mr mocker began to sing again that wonderful song of his it was so beautiful that by the time it was ended every one was ready to grant the pardon they crowded around him and because he is good-natured he made his voice sound just like the voice of each one who spoke to him of course they thought that was great fun and by the time unc billy possum's moonlight party broke up Mr. Mocker knew that he had made so many friends that he could stay in the green forest as long as he pleased. But there were a lot of little people who were not at Unc Billy Possum's party, because they go to bed instead of going out nights. Of course, they heard all about the party the next morning, and were very anxious indeed to see the stranger with the wonderful voice so mr mocker went calling with old mr buzzard and they visited all the little meadow and forest people who had not been at the party of course mr mocker had to show off his wonderful voice to each one 
when he had finished he was tuckered put was mr mocker but he was happy for now he had made friends and could live on the edge of the green forest with his old friends unc billy possum and old mr buzzard so he soon made himself at home and because he was happy he would sing all day long and sometimes when the moon was shining he woke up in the night and would sing for very joy now peter rabbit thought the newcomer's voice was such a wonderful thing that he used to follow him around just to hear him fool others by making his voice sound like theirs it was great fun peter and mocker became great friends and so when peter heard it whispered around that mr mockingbird had not come by his wonderful voice honestly he didn't believe a word of it and was very indignant of course he couldn't go to mr mocker himself and ask him for he didn't want mr mocker to know that such unkind things were being said finally he thought of grandfather frog who is very old and very wise he will know said peter as off he posted to the smiling pool if you please grandfather frog how does it happen that mr mocker has such a wonderful voice and can make it sound like the voice of anyone whom he hears asked peter now grandfather frog was feeling out of sorts that morning he hadn't heard the whisper that mr mocker had not come by his voice honestly and he thought that peter rabbit was asking just to hear a story replied grandfather frog crossly go ask mr buzzard and that was all that peter could get out of him so not knowing what else to do off started peter rabbit to ask old mr buzzard where his friend mr mockingbird got such a wonderful voice old mr buzzard laughed when he heard that some folks said that mr mocker had not come by his voice honestly <laughs> there isn't a word of truth in it brer rabbit <laughs> he declared You'll go tell all your friends that Mr. Mocker is the best loved of all the birds way down south. And this is all for the present about the adventures of Mr. Mocker the Mockingbird. But others have had adventures, and one is Jerry Muskrat. The next book will tell all about them. The End End of the Adventures of Mr. Mocker by Thornton W. Burgess